This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've been getting some notices from people, some of our London listeners. There's an issue, we all know this, and it's not just London. It's Kitchener-Waterloo, Hamilton, Woodstock. People breaking into cars, people breaking into garages, stealing property right now is a big, big problem. And a lot of folks are fed up. The police are are overwhelmed or in some cases... uh, residents feel like not enough is being done to prevent or to catch the people who are breaking into the the vehicles. So <laughs> there's a group that has taken matters into their own hands in London, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the uh, East London community. They're calling themselves. Um, and they, and they, the basic team name is called the Drive Around Force Team. Um so essentially what they do is they drive around in unmarked cars. They don't get out of the vehicle ever to confront uh, a shady individual or somebody who is trespassing, but they will either, the idea is to either sound an alarm, honk a horn to let the neighbors know that there is somebody in the neighborhood and then call the police and okay. let the police know um, that there is somebody that they should be looking into. So you got patrols going on. So they have they cruise around like overnight to to look for people on bicycles with backpacks who uh, may have a crowbar hanging out. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got the flashlight in hand and the crowbar. Uh-huh. See, of course, what people are worried about is um, people being harassed who live in the neighborhood. Sure, and you know they're just trying to get home or something. They're also worried about vigilantism, like you know maybe somebody decides that it is time to get physical. They hop out of their car and get in a fight with with somebody who they assume is a thief or or, or spotted doing some thievery and then it just turns into a worse situation. Um, also, unfortunately, uh, people are criticizing this, uh, movement, um, because the acronym drive around force team spells out the word daft. Daft. (laughs) Just small marketing oversight. That's a little daft, isn't it? That sucks. That sucks. (laughs) Daft. But I was surprised how many people, we're not fans of this because I totally sympathize with people who I feel well, you've like you've had your at the car broken the into. I've yeah, had my car stolen, or sorry, my uh, my bike stolen, not my car, thankfully, but I've had my bike stolen a couple years Window ago. Window smashed of your car. Saw some footprints in the snow not a month and a half ago around my property when I woke up in the morning. And you know, friends of mine live in the East End and say it's terrible. Like if you stay like on your porch or you know look out the window at night, you can see multiple people going up to car car to car, checking every door handle. It's bad. Yeah, and the police are at the end of the rope too. They're they're limited. They can only do so much. And when they bust these people, there's only so much they can do with yeah, them. We've said it over and over. Catch and release right now. Daft is on the case. They're also thinking about doing foot patrols too, which seems slightly more dangerous, especially if somebody is um, doesn't want to go to jail. You know, I've signed up for a bunch of Facebook groups, the neighborhood Facebook groups, because there are. A lot of uh, neighborhoods that will set something like this up, like, uh, hey, just so you know, Gary got his car broken into last night. Hey, mm-hmm. look out for this. Or I found a, a bike stashed uh, at the playground and I'm looking for the rightful owner, that sort of thing. Uh, there's one in Woodstock, Ontario that yeah. I was invited to join. Are you on this one too? Yeah, I think you were invited because I joined it. I have a. I always love creeping on these small town, smaller town uh, neighborhood groups or and whatever. It's crazy. It, it's borderline stalking. They're borderline stalking some people who they think are guilty of committing these crimes in Woodstock to the point where they've given them all nicknames. <laughs> yeah, They're like, true. oh, look, there's Irish at yeah. the Tim Hortons getting his morning coffee yeah. off to work for, for Irish. Oh, 
Well, there's Skinny Joe. <laughs> Skinny Joe with a crowbar in his hand. And it may seem unfair, and it may seem like they're being targeted, but every time they show that same guy, he's got a different bag with different types of tools and different stuff. Yeah, riding a different bike. So what's going on? What, maybe he is, uh, he's got an eye for, like, antiques or something, and he knows when something's at the end of the laneway. He's like, boom, that's mine. That's garbage. Uh-huh. But I got a feeling that's not the case. Game is called The or Nah. We've got Dan on the phone. He's our contestant. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. So it's simple. We're just going to give you a band, and you guess uh, whether or not it's the, the name of the band has the at the start of it, okay? Yeah, buddy. You it's got pretty it. self-explanatory. There's five, yeah. so you need to get three out of five for the win. Here's the first one. Is that Bee Gees or the Bee Gees? The uh, or nah? I'm going to go with the. You're going the, and you are incorrect. Mm. The name oh. of the band is Bee Gees. Mm. Really? You thought this was going to be a cakewalk, <laughs> but there's a reason we're playing, man. I'm surprised uh. that's the way, because it's their... Oh, I thought it was their last names. That's not their last names. Gib is their last Gibb, name. So it's the G. Brothers Gib, I believe, Brothers is Gibb. what okay, it stands for. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, I knew it had something to do with the family. Okay. BGs <laughs> is the official name of the band. Well now, well, now I know. Now you know. Okay, <laughs> let's try this one. The or nah. New Orleans is sinking, man, and I don't want to swim. Is that Tragically Hip or The Tragically Hip? Oh, it's, that's definitely The. We're going to deport you if you didn't get that one right. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up here, the or nah. I guess you're just what I need. That's what I needed. I needed someone to feed. Name of this band, Cars or The Cars? I'm going to go with The. He's going The Cars and he's right Okay, in. Good. But doesn't this doesn't this game have you second guessing your entire existence? It truly yeah, a little bit, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're doing well here. Next on the list. Sex pistols or the sex pistols? Uh, not sex pistols. Man, you don't want to make okay. this easy on yourself. The oh. band is named Sex Pistols. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's a nah, not a nah. <laughs> For the okay. win, you need this, Dan. I, I need this. The or nah. Beastie Boys or the Beastie Boys? Uh, gonna go with the. Are you sure? Oh, now you guys got me second guessing. Nah. You're going nah? No, nah. Nah? You don't want to go nah? Because I did hear you say nah for a second there. Okay, I'm going to go nah. He's going nah. Are you sure you don't want to go nah? (laughs) (laughs) He's going nah. Final answer? Yeah, final answer. It's just Beastie Boys. Oh. It's not the Beastie Boys. It's just Beastie Boys. It throws me off when there's a plural. Yeah, I always yeah. feel like a, you know yeah. the Sex Pistols, the the Tragically Hip. Uh, well, I guess that 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. know what the rules are. I know. <laughs> We're going to play this game again tomorrow. So more the or not coming up. But, Dan, you're lucky I'm so generous with the clues here. Finally got through. Yeah, you boy. almost blew it. But uh, you're I walking know. away with some Lotto 649 tickets. Let us know if you become a millionaire. Police in Germany got a call this week. A woman was jogging through a forest. She saw a grenade on the ground. And apparently, this is something that happens from time to time in Germany. You think about when, what went on there decades ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little, little bit of a... A, a relic? A relic from World War II, possibly. So they, people find grenades, and they when, when they do, they're told to call the bomb squad. Bomb squad is called. They get out there. They, they investigate. They get up close to this thing to see what needs to be done. And they notice a USB power uh, outlet on the side of the grenade. And they're like, hold on a second. Weird. These things, I don't remember in the 40s there being (laughs) USB cords. Something's up here. Turns out it was a vibrating sex toy shaped like a grenade. Oh, that's an odd form to take. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Why? Yeah, it doesn't seem... um ergonomic it's it's perfectly designed to sit in your hand in a fist but other than that well uh oh yikes i think we figured it out (laughs) we got it now (laughs) i get it now why don't we all have one (laughs) huh right the the tapering i but you know everyone has their own personal preference i guess when it comes to the tapering you want bad Back in the day, I had a grenade that looked like it was like way smaller than a grenade, but it was actually a lighter. Cigarette lighter. Yeah, so I think they hide a lot of things in grenades. It seems edgy. (laughs) It's the worst place to hide something, though. Could not be more conspicuous. Yeah. Yeah. You go through an airport (laughs) with a sex toy or a lighter or anything shaped like a grenade... Uh, they're probably going to ask to search your luggage at the very least. Yeah, you can't even you can't even leave your sex toy by your favorite running trail without somebody calling the cops. <laughs> That's another good question. What was it doing in the woods? <laughs> it is weird because there's always stuff in the. You always find magazines in the woods. The woods is an odd spot for. I think people congregate more than we think in the woods. You think you there's know, woods? What are those magazines doing out there all the time? There's woods people. Yeah, I think, I think there's like secret meetups. Do you ever look up when you're in the woods? Are there little, are there Ewok houses up there? <laughs> Was this an Ewok's grenade Maybe. sex toy? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's the noise that you hear coming from the, the <laughs> Ewok house when the grenade has been activated. Ewok. <laughs> well, you know, the nice thing about this story is now you can look a friend dead in the eye and say, hey. I would throw myself on a grenade for you. (laughs) Just don't specify what kind of grenade. It was disposed of safely by the bomb squad, if you're wondering how things worked out. Do you think the bomb squad still used the robot with the claw arm to get rid of it because nobody wanted to touch it? (laughs) Stand back, boys! The robot was like, ew, ew, (laughs) ew. I don't get paid enough for this. Just another thing to worry about. You know, COVID comes along and then we had the murder hornets. Yeah. And now it's jumping worms, Jim. <laughs> yeah, apparently. What are jumping worms? Well, it's another invasive species. And um, it's kind of weird because looking at the worms, like I can't tell the difference between it 
and a normal worm. Like an earthworm? Yeah, yeah. It looks basically exactly like an earthworm. There's subtle differences like the band around the middle is a little higher to the top. You know, that is like, you know, the worm with the band. I don't even know what you call that part, but um, it's a little different. It is originally an Asian uh, uh, species. Uh, it spread to more than 15 states and crossed the border into Canada. The jumping worm looks like a regular earthworm, but it's not. It varies in size. It could be 20 centimeters in length, uh, and it jumps and it shakes when it's disur- when it's disturbed. Hence- How high are we talking? I mean, if you open uh, your compost up, are these worms going to jump on I'm your face? You know when you're a kid and somebody <laughs> hands you like a, a mystery tube and you open it up and a bunch of snakes pop out? <laughs> I think it's like no. I, Give I, your sister a can of yeah. jumping worms and film her reaction for TikTok. <laughs> I'm guessing jumping is an exaggeration, but I'm sure they. Yeah. You know, move around more than a normal it's worm like, would. It's like the jumping beans. You ever yeah, you remember yeah. jumping kind of vibrating beans? beans. Right. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not going to be in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> These beans aren't making the Olympics. Good effort, boys, but you're not going far. <laughs> Back to uh, the drawing board, But one of, one, one of the reasons why it's, it's damaging, um, also, well, number one, because it eats other native species, but also when it goes through uh, your earth in your on your property, it eats all the nutrients from the soil, and then whatever kind of chemical change it makes in your soil, it makes it very hard to hydrate that soil again, so it can really devastate your gardens, and it can devastate forests as well, which could be the, the bigger uh, issue here. That's not good. No. By any means, but they're not jumping on our faces. That, no. That was what I was worried about. Yeah, I don't think they'll be attacking your children anytime soon, but I don't like, the nicknames are always what scares me. Jumping worm, murder hornet, snake worm, they also call this, because it congregates in masses. And let's say you, uh, you dug out a, a single meter of earth, like a square meter. In any given earth, there'll be over a hundred worms in there, so... Below your feet, if there's an infestation, you can just picture all of the worms and the whole network they got going down there. It's just kind of gross. But they're not jumping on our face. But they, no, the okay. good thing is, they're not jumping on your face. It's Taz and Jim. And look what you did. You, you sounded like you knew so much about the, the jumping worms, Jim. Now everyone thinks you're the worm guy. <laughs> We've got questions for you. Is there any way to get rid of those jumping worms if you do have an infestation in your yard? I was looking that up and I did not see a a successful way to get rid of them. And if you cut them in half, then you just got two jumping worms. (laughs) Oh no, it's like the brooms. (laughs) What is that? In Fantasia? Fantasia. (laughs) It's like the brooms. I was thinking more gremlins. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Don't feed jumping worms after midnight. All right. <laughs> Whatever you do. Uh, if you already have these worms, I'm just uh, looking at it here. If you already have these worms, remove and dispose of them by solarizing them or soaking them in isopropyl alcohol. Do not put them in compost piles. Do not put them in gardens. Do not buy Amintha's worms for composting. I bet a steamroller would work too. How? On concrete? Oh, yeah. If they were already <laughs> above ground? Yeah. <laughs> do I, you really need me to explain it to you? <laughs> Uh, speaking of worms, you guys should watch the classic movie from 1976 called Squirm. Squirm. I saw it at the drive-in when I was a kid. It gave me nightmares for years. Hmm. Never heard of it. Have you heard of that one, Taz? No. Uh, I just Google imaged it. Yeah, there's a man in a pile of worms up to his, uh, mouth. No thanks. Uh, it's like Fear Factor. <laughs> 
the movie. Ugh. Here's one. I think my boyfriend found a bunch of those jumping worms last time we went fishing. He turned over a rock and thought he was looking at a worm orgy. <laughs> I guess they I guess they do go crazy. I, I was looking up to see how much they actually jump, quote unquote, for j- being called jumping worms. And they don't really jump, but they do like, they're very strong worms. So when they squirm, it's like everything's very aggressive and, and it does look like a happening orgy. Yeah. Uh, in that situation, you definitely want to have a strong worm, <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. You're going to be popular. Okay, Jim the Worm Guy. It's been Worm Chat here with Jim Kelly. One last worm thing and a big worm note. Are they good for fishing? They are not appropriate for fishing, So don't says the government. use jumping worms for fishing. Now, the problem is they look just like other worms. They're bigger, but the band is closer to the head, apparently. I, I would never be able to tell the difference, but some guys can tell the difference between earthworms and nightcrawlers. I don't even know. Are they called heads or the end? Do worms have heads? It's whichever way they crawl towards. Yeah, I don't know. See, you're, that's why you're the worm guy. <laughs> Today, the 28th day of April, is the National Day of Mourning across the country. This is a day that's observed to commemorate workers who have been killed, injured, or suffered illness due to workplace-related hazards or occupational exposures. Jim, I know you worked uh, in in the construction industry, and that is one industry that does see, unfortunately, a lot of accidents and, and in some cases, deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it can be a dangerous place, the workplace. Absolutely. You got to, you got to follow the safety protocols. Don't be scared to refuse dangerous work. Uh, A lot of times, not, not often, but certain sites you'll be asked to do something that you know is dangerous and goes against the code. So just, you have the right to refuse and it's uh, better safe than sorry. And trust your gut. Even if you haven't been doing it that long and and somebody who uh, is your superior or has been on the job site longer than you, this isn't just construction. This is anything. Mm -hmm. And that's a big misconception. People are like, oh, this is for construction workers, firefighters. Yeah, those are dangerous jobs. And there are some jobs that are more dangerous than others. But every workplace, there is the potential for something to go wrong Mm -hmm. and somebody to get injured or to uh, to be killed. So uh, trust your gut, and if uh, don't be afraid to question people if they're putting you in a situation that you're unsure of. And uh, ask those questions. Like Jim said, it's not worth it. I know you, you have a job and you don't want to lose your job, but, you know, at what cost do you want to keep it? Yeah, <laughs> or or is saving time worth it? And there's so much in place now with the Workers' Compensation Compensation Act. Uh, there's there's laws that are in place to protect workers on the job site. So you shouldn't even think about um, losing your job if you feel something you've been asked to do isn't is too dangerous, or you don't have the proper training to do it. If you're not comfortable doing something, don't do it. Uh, want to send our condolences and uh, just um, make note of the terrible accident that happened in London, Ontario over this past year. There was a building under construction that collapsed, and I know the boys from East Elgin Concrete, they, they really uh, were hit hard, uh, losing two of their friends. And the good news is an, another one of the guys who was severely injured in that building crash, he is now walking with crutches thought he would never walk again but he is up walking and, and taking it day by day but uh it's a reminder man it could happen nobody thinks it's going to happen to them 
but you know, safety protocols are in place for a reason, and you got to be aware. As soon as you get too comfortable, that's when that's when the danger sneaks up on you. Uh, Eleven o'clock. There will be a moment of silence. It is the National Day of Mourning today across Canada. And now the winner is. Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock, you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, Taz and Jim, peacock, we are doing sports peacock, with Peacock. Cock, cock, Devin peacock, peacock joins us from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Let's talk Major League Baseball. Someone was hitting some dingers yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't Big L, but it was Big Vlad. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. one-upped his dad, hit three home runs to become the 18th Blue Jay to have a three-home run game, which is, to me, one of the weirdest stats, the wildest stats for the Blue Jays in a while. I didn't know there was 18 Blue Jays that have done it. Is that a Um, lot, do you think, or not enough? It's just more than I would have associated with uh, the, the Jays or anyone having done that. It's, I mean, you think, okay, the Yankees that have been around for forever. But 18, I feel like, is a lot. Maybe I'm just viewing this differently than any, everyone else. But uh, Vlad having a three-home run game, to me, is massive. He's 22 years old. He's the youngest Blue Jay to ever do it. It took him only 205 career games to do it. And when you go over the list of players that have done it, it's a weird list of guys like Darnell Coles did it for the Blue Jays back in 1994. Darnell Coles had a cup of coffee with the Toronto Blue Jays. Carlos Delgado, we underappreciate how good he was. He did it five times for the Jays <laughs> oh, in his career, including Del- twice get in you. Uh, Carlos, Carlos Delgado. Delgado. Chris Woodward did it uh, once as well. Like Chris Woodward is not a home run hitter. He did it in 2002. Just the list of players who have done it is weird because it spans the very best who have played for Toronto and then the guys who aren't the worst, but very forgettable. Is Rance Mullinix on there? He is not on the uh, list. Rance. Ernie Witt is on the list, though. Ernie Witt? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I just love hearing the names of the what about old Kelly Gruber. <laughs> Kelly Gruber never did it. Oh. Uh, my uh, my favorite player growing up, George Bell, did it in 1988. Edwin Encarnacion did it twice. Jose Batista did it. John Buck, backup catcher John Buck from the 2010 season, did it. So okay, I'm starting to think this happened more often than yeah, I thought. Yeah, not to take anything away from Still Vladdy's good. accomplishment yesterday. But is but. this a sign that Vlad is now coming into his own and he's about to be a superstar? I think th- I think this season we're seeing the awakening of Vlad Guerrero Jr. And all the talk we heard of last year and even the year before that, that Bo Bichette was going to be the better of the two, is wrong. Bo Bichette's going to be great, don't get me wrong, but Vladdy is on another level. We're on the, the subject of the woods now. Jim, and I, uh, Jim was talking, this grenade that was found in, in Germany in the woods that turned out to be a sex toy. And Jim, you made the comment that there's some uh, stuff that happens in the woods that we don't know about. Like, the woods are an interesting place. Yeah, you, you find the, the remnants sometimes of a party or something. Yeah, I used to ride my BMX bike, and there was like a trail through the woods. But just off of the trail, there was this little area where the teenagers would hang out. Mm-hmm. And you'd go in there, and you'd, there'd be the cans and the bottles and... All sorts of stuff. The, a couple magazines from time to time we found back there. Yeah, maybe that's a, maybe it is just 
teenagers leaving it, you know, because what do you do? You buy smokes, booze, and and uh, adult magazines when you're a teen to be a rebel, right? Yeah. So that's, pro- I, I thought maybe it's perverse, but maybe it's just teens being goofy. You hope it is. Because <laughs> otherwise it's like uh, murderers. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you think when you're on your BMX, you hear Sally, there's a murderer in there. We used to ride, there was a, a, a burnt down school bus. I don't even know how it got into the middle of the woods. But it was like gutted school bus, all burnt down, and we'd dare each other to go inside this the school mm. bus. It was the creepiest place. Was it scare I, the heck out of you? I wonder if it used to be an old snowmobile shack. That was a thing, like in the sixties and seventies, an old school bus. You just park it in the woods, gut it, and then like it would be like a yeah snowmobile stop. Well, that doesn't make the story as exciting, does it? We thought it was like a murder shack, <laughs> <laughs> and it's shaped like a school bus. So that's like the most terrifying thing for a kid yeah. to think, right? Well, have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two? No. Freddy Krueger opening scene. Freddy Krueger's driving the school bus, man. I have seen Speed, and oh boy, I haven't got over that yet. Yeah, so if there was a city bus in the woods, you'd be terrified. It's not moving at all! (laughs) It's gonna blow! The woods. Weird. I remember we went fishing as kids, and we all, like, they're all me and my siblings, and my dad spotted a magazine and chucked it into the woods. And I didn't really realize what it was until my brother was like, oh, I think it was a dirty magazine. I was like, but it's like, there's just, that was Playboy. There's just magazines lying around in the woods. Your brother snuck back probably later (laughs) that evening to find the Playboy in the woods. Guaranteed, guaranteed. Guys, I heard there's a Playboy in the woods. (laughs) Teenage boys, you spend like weeks looking for that thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's set up a grid. (laughs) Team A, you're going to work east to west. Team (laughs) Team B, we need you to cover off 3C to 4D. <laughs> Anything to see a booby <laughs> in the woods. Yeah, these kids with the internet, they have no idea how far right. we would go. To Absolutely. See a Absolutely. If you weren't if you weren't scouring the woods in a search party looking for a torn out page from a Playboy <laughs> magazine, you were staying up late watching the fuzzy channel to see if yeah. uh, you could catch a glimpse of like an inverted colored private part yeah use every piece of thin metal you can find around the house to make your own antenna (laughs) i i knew so much about the world of fashion when i was a teenage boy (laughs) because of fashion television sure yeah occasionally there is this program may contain nudity (laughs) thanks mark daly i guess i'll be watching it you got me Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.